Hello there, and welcome back to the Screen Time Podcast. I'm Connor. And I'm Luke. And today we're going to be talking about the Star Wars content on Disney Plus that are Disney Plus originals. Correct. We will not be discussing the the Disney movies or the a bunch of the TV shows like Rebels or Resistance, which maybe we'll come back and talk about Resistance some other time. After we've seen it, because I feel like we could have some great commentary on that. Specifically how it critiques class. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Yes. Our resistance is Uh, special. But we will be talking about all the Disney Plus original Star Wars content. Yes. Uh, We don't have necessarily a specific order that we're going through. But uh, I think we start with the one that did, in fact, come out first. And that's also come out the most recently, which is The Mandalorian, which has three seasons now. And all in all, I love this show. I think the show is great. I, I think it was cool to, and I know that Grogu is a Jedi, but like, Din Djarin is really the main character of the show, even if we're always astonished by Baby Yoda <laughs> being on screen. Yeah. Uh, but I think it is cool to have a less Force-slash-Jedi-centered story. I know it got a little bit more that way in Season 2, but mm-hmm. but looking into, like, this is just another guy kind of doing his mission and and his thing in the in the galaxy. And I feel like yeah. I think there's that's... a lot of opportunity for that. We don't, we, or I, we, Star Wars hasn't capitalized on that as much as I think they could have. Yeah. Uh, and it was a cool way to start off this Disney Plus original content. I think that's probably one of my favorite things about getting more Star Wars content. Specifically, like, when Disney bought it and now they're making a bunch of stuff. Um, is We have gotten a lot more not Force-centered projects. We still get a lot of Force-centered projects because, I mean, it's awesome. So, yeah. <laughs> But I like seeing the different sides of the galaxy, yeah. I feel I feel like it's a given, but I'll ask anyway. What's your favorite season? My favorite season, season one. I absolutely agree. Yeah, uh, I've enjoyed season two and three. Oh yeah, and I think we'll get into season three in just a little bit, bit because it's so new. Yes, but uh, man, that first season just worked. Oh, the first so season well. is beautiful, especially because like that was what launched Disney Plus, and it was a very new concept. You know what I'm saying? this Star Wars live-action TV shows. And to open your new marketing, I guess, or strategy with that show was brilliant because that show was fantastic and super unique from anything else we've ever gotten at the time. I think it's also among, if not the first, volume-heavy project that we got from Disney. Yeah. I know that they used it for, like, Oblivion a number of years ago, that Tom Cruise movie. Oh, yeah. But uh, then they did it for Mandalorian, and now they're using it all the time. Yeah. Like, I've heard that, like, if you want to book one of the volume sets for your movie or show, you have to book, like, two or three years in advance to get oh, on boy. there. <laughs> because it's in such high demand. Yeah. And it looks great. Yeah. It does. Like Especially in The Mandalorian. In The Mandalorian, absolutely. There's been complaints in, in other shows or in yeah. in different movies, you know. That maybe it feels a little constrained. 
but throughout this show, it very rarely does it feel to me like they're on a very small set. It feels yeah. very expansive, like it looks like here in the middle of the desert. I know, fighting crazy. a rhino. Yeah. And any time that it feels small, it's like, oh yeah, it's because they're in a bar. Yeah. Type of thing, right? I, I'm just, I think it looks great. It does. And the, the special effects are great too. The puppet of, of Grogu, Baby Yoda. is beautiful. Looks incredible. It's oh, yeah. fantastic. Yeah. And the fact that after three seasons, I assume it's the same puppet. Maybe they've been using different ones. I don't know. But apparently it's very expensive too. Still looks incredible. Yeah. I love it when he when he runs. Yeah. Especially in this newest season. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's great. I also think that it was a nice blend of like different types of special effects. Like the oh, yeah. uh, lots of practical IG and... IG eleven, I believe is the robot's name. Yeah. Right? And he he kinda has like a like a stop motion feel to him. Mm-hmm. Right? In the way that he moves around. Uh and other stuff is I mean, obviously CG. Yeah. Not that it looks bad, but if you're going to have an explosion in space, you're not. Uh, yeah. You're not going to not do CG. <laughs> exactly. Right? But like they do a lot of practical effects, a lot of, like, a lot of with, suit work, which yeah. is very cool. Especially with the aliens that we encounter, yeah. and that's just sweet. Oh yeah. I lo- I love the cameos that show up too. Season two uh, was pushing it for me, and we'll get into the issue of cameos. On different projects coming up, but uh, but more so, I think like having like Bill Burr show up in his character oh, yeah. Yeah. in seasons one and two, stuff like that, and even looking at season three, I think that episode six, I believe, when Jack Black and Lizzo and Christopher Lloyd show up, Jack Black was awesome. I thought that was incredible. <laughs> I, oh, I was, was having funny. the time of my life with that episode. It yeah. was awesome. Yeah, and that's just the kind of stuff I'm in for. Uh, we'll do like one minute review of season three because it just ended not too long ago. Spoiler free or spoilery? You can spoil it. Okay, it's it's out. Okay, what did you think? Well, all right. So we'll talk about season three here. Yeah. Uh, season three started and I I liked it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I thought it had a solid start, and based on the first couple episodes, I liked it more than season two. And I'm glad that I said that early on because it got crazy awesome. You know what I'm saying? And there there were filler moments, I guess. Like, you could argue that the Jack Black episode was very filler. And yeah. yeah. But for the most part, I felt like nothing was true filler to the point where they were doing something and they were just doing something for the sake of doing a side mission. And I felt like most of it actually affected... The characters' choices, you know what I'm saying, which I thought uh, made it come together nicely. I agree. I I liked how, especially in episode three, we're we're taken to a different a different story, and it you know we don't see the Mandalorian almost at all in that season. He just shows up at the very end, uh, but we follow two like New Republic converts, quote unquote, oh, yeah. and it's interesting with with episodes like that and story points like that where we where we step aside from from Dinjarin and Bo-Katan and we kind of see like pieces of this puzzle and as more of the show happens and especially in the last two episodes when we see Moff Gideon and he almost kind of explains what's been happening and you see why we 
why we stepped out here and mm-hmm. and why everything was significant. You watched this puzzle get put together, and uh, yeah, season one is still the best. I think Obviously, season that's one gonna is be, amazing. That's going to be hard to beat if they ever do. But yeah. I I did enjoy season three more than season two. Yeah, I mean, I really enjoyed season two. Oh, yeah. so did I. Uh, I mean, some some of the the cameo stuff, like per episode, I guess. I understand why some people might have problems with it. I didn't personally because I was just having the time of my life watching it. And I was having a lot of fun with it. But, and I mean, I've heard you go back on the Luke Skywalker thing, but I still love that so much. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Oh, it's awesome. It's it's such a good moment. (laughs) And I felt so good. And that was like watching it is episode six like a return of the jedi yeah is like one of the most nostalgic movies for me and seeing luke return to like that yeah because that's you know not long after that's kind of how he is right now with the green lights here in the glove and everything that was just it was a beautiful moment but yeah but i, I think season three as a whole was better than season two because it had more of a story i guess yeah not that season two didn't have a story, but yeah. yeah. All right, I want to complain about Bad Batch. Oh boy! But first, I think we should talk about Clone Wars season seven. Yes, because that's where they were introduced. Yes, Clone Wars season seven is really interesting because yeah. if you're unaware, listener, Clone Wars very rarely has a whole story that that's complete in one episode, but it'll be an arc that takes place over. Multiple episodes. Yeah, like from season three and on. Yeah. Uh, season seven is three arcs. Mm-hmm. One of them's all right. One of them sucks. <laughs> and one of them is fantastic. Yeah, one of them is the best that the show has ever been. <laughs> and they still haven't reached that level of good, considering their animated stuff. Yeah. Level of good. All right, so the first one. <laughs> is the arc that introduces us to the Bad Batch and is essentially a four-episode preview to the Bad Batch show that's going to yeah. happen later. Which is fun. It, it feels like old Clone Wars. Yeah. And I, I, I liked it. Nice way to open it up. Go, going back and, and watching reviews for about when it came out, uh, people had talked about being confused. By the time that I watched it, I already knew that that show was coming out. Mm-hmm. So I do wonder what it had been... To watch it at the time, not knowing that it was a set of first came out. No, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I watched it probably a year and a half after. Really? Oh yeah. Wow. Or oh, did you not have Disney Plus? I had Disney Plus, but I just never watched Clone Wars at all. What? <laughs> and then I I went through the whole thing. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's fascinating. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I take it you watch it when it came out then. Yeah. So what was it like for you watching the Bad Batch episodes, not knowing that there's a show coming? Um, it it was weird. Not necessarily like... It wasn't that weird. I said it was weird, but it really wasn't. Because it ends and they're like, goodbye. And I'm like, I guess you guys are doing your thing. I don't know. We're moving... Okay, we're moving on to the next episode. We're moving on to a new arc, all right? Because they didn't announce... I mean, they announced the show not long after. Right. But I just assumed, based on my knowledge of how shows work, like, oh, we're getting a spinoff. <laughs> that was kind of just my thoughts. 
but like wasn't too sure about it but was okay because we moved on from that and i had a fun time with those first four episodes yeah yeah i thought it was a a decent introduction to those characters but the next four weeks were painful yeah all right let's do it (laughs) The, the second arc is ahsoka having her run in with with two other characters ahsoka's great ahsoka's incredible yeah. I don't, do you remember the names of the other... Trace and Rafa. Incredible. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible that you... I, <laughs> I couldn't be bothered. Yeah. It's so boring. Uh, yeah, they suck. They're just so uninteresting. And I don't care at all. They do that with the Pike Syndicate in those episodes. I yeah. Go after them. And we see... um Oh, what's it? Dryden Voss from... Uh, from Solo. Solo. He shows up on a hologram. Holocron. A holic holic hologram? <laughs> hologram? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and uh that was pretty fun because Darth Maul also showed up and that was like the most exciting those episodes ever got. Yeah. For two seconds. But yeah, they're just I, I don't care. Yeah, I don't have too much to say. <laughs> I don't know. I felt like they would try to do a joke every now and then. I'm like, that wasn't funny. No. Or they'd be like, oh, we're, this is very dramatic, we're in a very tense situation. And I'm like, I don't care. Yeah. Let's just move on. Then we get to the final four episodes. Bye, Joy. And from the beginning, the it kind of opens up with Star Wars of Clarence, but it's red. And the music's a little different, and you're like, oh, dang. Kevin Kiner knocked it out of the park on this one. Just doing the soundtrack. Oh, perfect. Especially in these last four episodes. Oh, yeah, it was amazing. Just from the get go, you feel that something's different. Oh yeah, and I was like, "Oh, ooh, this is this is <laughs> exciting." And if you are unaware, the final four episodes of the Clone Wars take place at the same time yeah. that Episode Three happens. Yeah, and so there's overlap. Like here the, and there. like the start of the first episode of that last arc is. Before episode three, and then the like, Anakin's like, Chancellor Palpatine got kidnapped, so we actually have to go deal with that, so we can't help you, Ahsoka. Yeah. And then they go to do episode three, and then she goes to do this other thing. And also, I, we'll get through it in a little bit, but I think that their choice to have Rex and his clones accompany Ahsoka to go deal with what's going on in Mandalore is a great excuse for why he doesn't show up in episode three. Yeah. Especially because they built Rex himself, especially, up so big as a character in between episodes two and three in the TV show The Clone Wars. And then for him just to not be around. Yeah. Now, it's a result of the fact that the show was made after the movies. Yeah. Right? But this was a great excuse yeah. for why he wasn't there. I think they nailed that. Definitely. And even why Ahsoka wasn't wasn't part of it yeah. which the excuse beforehand before season seven came out was that at the end of season five she, she got kicked out of the jedi order then when they invite her back in she's like i'm not doing this anymore she walks off end of her story yeah until she shows up back again in season seven and one of the coolest things about this season is you can tell especially if you're very familiar with episode three when each character's final moment is yeah. Like, Obi-Wan mentions that he's going to go off to deal with General Grievous. Yeah. And you're like, we're never seeing him again. 
Because no. Order 66 happens in about 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's over. Yeah. And and he's dead to the Empire for some time. Yeah. Right? And then they have, like, meetings. Yeah. They're, especially, like, that one meeting that is actually in Revenge of the Sith. And then, like, they kind of leave and do their own thing in that meeting. Yeah. And then it continues in this one. That's pretty fun with Yoda and everything. Yeah. And look, uh, we've we've seen Order Sixty Six from a few different viewpoints beforehand, and mm-hmm. we've even seen it since this season. But an incredible perspective. Oh yeah. Especially because this is the clones that we're the most invested in. Yeah. Especially with Rex, and Ahsoka is just a, such a cool character, and super awesome to follow. Oh yeah. And so to watch those two paired up during that incident. Yeah. Incredible. That was perfect. Oh, when she's on the ship, right? Yeah. And they have the audio from Revenge of the Sith playing. You know, Anakin and yeah. Palpatine and all that with Mace Windu. That was an incredible moment. My goodness. Because I'm like, Because ah. you know what's coming. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then to hear that scene take place, like, it's about to happen. Oh, gosh. Also, I'm, I'm going to apologize. I just completely skipped over the fact that Ahsoka and Darth Maul fight. Oh, yeah. And Mandalore. <laughs> and that he, like, takes over the planet for a bit. That's awesome. Incredible. And? That's actually in the Ahsoka book. The beginning. Almost. Kind of. Do I Did say it? it? What? I'm going to say it. The Maul versus Ahsoka fight is the best lightsaber fight scene in any of the TV shows. Ooh. Any of them? I think I'm Including good live action? Yeah. You, I think yeah. I'm good with that. <laughs> yeah. I'd say... I love... We'll get to Obi-Wan, but I love a certain fight scene. That's has Obi-Wan has my favorite scene in, in the entirety of Star Wars. But we'll get to that. But it's definitely the best animated fight scene. Yeah. Like, like animate... Like, it's the best looking fight scene that they animated and they yeah. did the best job animating this fight scene is what yeah. i'm trying to say it's very cool but as far as like emotional fight scenes like you know you got vader versus luke in episode That's in a six. Movie. Oh yeah okay movies. i'm talking tv shows. tv shows um ahsoka versus vader from rebels is not the best job they did animating <laughs> it but it is an amazing fight scene considering it's a good fight scene you know the emotional beats of it. No, that's true. Yeah, it is. Yeah. But I would say that it's fair to say that Ahsoka versus Maul is the best in the TV shows. It's a solid fight. I don't know if I would say that because I, I don't know. I don't feel confident because I love so many. As in like three. But yeah. <laughs> but overall, as, as a finale to the entire show. Perfect. And the way that it lines up with episode three it's and perfect. provides like more content. It's perfect. Incredible. It's perfect. It's perfect. <laughs> now, Especially the end scene, right? Oof. With the song Burying the Dead. Is it's a beautiful, beautiful piece of music. Um but just that whole you know It's perfect. Yeah, it's perfect. Darth Vader shows up, it's beautiful. It's perfect. You know what's not beautiful and not perfect? No. <laughs> the freaking bad batch dude. <laughs> no, hey, you know what though? Props to them for at least putting bad in the title because <laughs> they, they nailed it. There's there's a there's a Keen Peel skit where where Jordan Peel plays like Obama, I guess, the president. And he's walking off after doing a speech and uh 
for every black person that's there, he's like giving them a hug and like, you know, like chest bumps and everything. But for every white person, he just politely shakes their hand or like ignores them. And then someone put each of the Star Wars <laughs> yeah. movies and shows on top of them. So it's like, you know, the original trilogy, hey, giving them hugs and Andor, like a solid fist bump and everything. And then for like episode one and two, it's like, hello, sir. Thank you for coming to me. <laughs> and in this, there's a black baby and they put the bad batch over. He's like, oh, so precious. I want another one. I want another one. To which I say, what are you thinking? Because this show is trash it is i'm getting what, fired up already <laughs> but it's it sucks that it's so bad because it, it, it does the start of it was fantastic the first the pilot is amazing it's like an hour long right yeah it's 75 minutes it's an awesome incredible <laughs> like he, again experiencing order 66 from a different perspective yeah. of clones who weren't affected by hearing the order yeah that's cool and then one of them among them is slightly affected yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's it's a great setup. And even just getting to see more of like the world of Tatooine not Tatooine, Camino <laughs> and and kind of what it takes for them to defect and even what it would have taken for them to stick around. Yeah. And like when they go Empire training. Yeah. So cool. It is. And just a wave of momentum that dies immediately. <laughs> In episode two. Where they just it feels like someone had a great idea for like here's what here's what could happen to like some of these clones after Order Sixty Six, and then they're like, "Sweet, we're making a show out of it." But whoever was in charge of it had no ideas after that. Yeah. So like they're like, "This would be a good like three episode series, right?" <laughs> and like, how about two sixteen episode seasons plus another one? And there's like, "Oh shoot." Uh. <laughs> I guess we'll here's what we'll do. <laughs> we'll set them up with some green alien named Sid. And then we'll we'll create perfect situations for every cameo that you never asked for. <laughs> like Tracy Rafa? Like Tracy Rafa. Haven't you always wondered how Jabba the Hutt got his rancor? <laughs> I have. <laughs> well, well, now, now you bad, know. Now Bad Batch can help you learn. Oh my gosh. I. This is when the cameos are at their worst. Oh yeah. Because it's just, we're going to send... And I say that both in bringing Star Wars characters from other shows and movies. Yeah. And, like, real-world actors showing up. In Season 2, back-to-back, we have Ben Schwartz and Wanda Sykes. Ben Schwartz plays, like, a a, a race a a racing droid. robot. And Wanda Sykes plays Wanda a Sykes. less interesting Indiana Jones. Mm-hmm. And it's just the worst. Mm-hmm. I wasn't excited at all. In the whole two seasons that they've released so far, there's probably four episodes that I would say that I liked. Yeah. There's, there's a, a number a, of episodes a, that you need to watch for the story. Yeah. There's but, a couple more that I'm fine with. Yeah. You know, I'll watch them. Yeah. You know, the, the last two episodes of season two, I didn't love them, but they were fine. Especially yeah. given the context of what there was. And then the rest of the episodes, I intend on never watching again. <laughs> I only liked one cameo. Just because I like the character. Fennec Shand. I like Fennec Shand. So yeah. I was like, it's cool to see you. Well, she did... I think you're cool. It was her and Cad Bane that were wrapped up. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Those episodes were right. 
and I, I I liked that I liked the cameo. I thought it was it was fun, especially considering, um, the whole we just saw in Mandalorian season yeah. two and everything. Um, the cameo that I think could have been the coolest, but I think it was pulled off the worst was Rex in season oh, one. Oh yeah, because it's a very interesting story where where Wrecker, who's like the tank of the group, is starting to lose control of his control ship. Yeah, and he's gonna go rogue on the team. And that could be a very interesting dynamic. Yeah. You know, what happens when the strongest amongst us is turning against us type of thing. Yeah, it's a conflict they set up beautifully to be like, this is going to be really good. For and then Rex audience. just takes them out with a stun gun and then they just pull all the chips out and there's no conflict at all. Yep. <laughs> Done. Like, like oh, this is lazy. Boring. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh. The, the finale of season one as well was okay, but I will say... There is a great scene in the finale. I think it's in part one of the like the two episode. Yeah. Uh, where they're running away from Camino, right? They're get they're leaving it, and Kevin Connor has a beautiful music. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but it's like showing Camino like completely empty in all these rooms that you know you've known and loved from the Clone Wars. They're just completely. Um, what's the word? Empty. Empty. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Abandoned, and it's kind of like saying goodbye. Because you are really saying goodbye. Because there's nothing good from here on out <laughs> in terms of content yeah. from uh, the show. Not Star Wars, but you know. Um, I think we should move on before I get too mad. But I'll say this. If it's a crosshair episode... It's great. It's awesome. Yeah. If it's not, it's probably bad. Yeah. That's true. I, I feel like rolling with this, this animated trend. Uh, we should talk about Tales of the Jedi. Yes, we should. Six episodes, I yes. believe. Yes. Yeah. Three Ahsoka uh, and three Dooku. Five episodes, really good. Yeah. And then there's an episode where Ahsoka meets a cat as a baby. Yes, the first episode was completely useless. Yeah. So the purpose of Tales of the Jedi <laughs> was to... Flesh out our characters yeah. and expand on the lore. Exactly. Expand on the lore. Be like, what exactly is going on in this little specific thing? You know what I'm saying? Kind of like give us more knowledge or background knowledge to certain things. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like background knowledge is being like, did you know that Ahsoka's uh, tribe actually discovered that she was a Jedi? Yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> I did of, actually. Because of a cat. Oh, because of a cat. Yeah, we didn't know that was <laughs> because of a cat. Yeah. That's true. Now, <laughs> the second Ahsoka episode is phenomenal. It's the best one in the show. And part... Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Especially cool because it's Ahsoka training to defend herself against multiple clones at the same time, mm-hmm. and she moves her lightsaber in a specific way. That's Anakin training her. To if you have specific. seen, people need to have done this side by side comparison of her training moves, especially when she gets it to her in season seven of Clone Wars mm-hmm. when everyone shoots at her. Exactly the same. Yeah. And that's so cool. <laughs> that's so cool. Very cool. Especially considering it was Anakin to be the one who was like, no, you need to be able to do this. Yeah. And she's like, ah, it's useless. You know what I'm saying? Like, what is this? She's like, no, you he, you got to do this. And he, he was the one who caused it, but he was also the one, the reason that she survived it. Um, I also enjoyed the final, final episode with Soka. Where she gets her lightsabers again. And, and has the coolest looking Inquisitor yeah. in existence who just... It's a short episode, okay? I get it. I, I get it. But 
But it's cool. But it's cool, but but he the Inquisitor dies so quickly. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> but I get it because it's short and it's lower budget, right? So we're not gonna have grand fight scenes. Sorry. But But also I think that the most of Tales of the Jedi actually looks better than Bad Batch, where I feel like the budget really showed in Bad Batch. Season two, maybe. I think Bad Batch season one didn't look too bad. Oh, maybe. But yeah, there's definitely a drop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's because it's, it's the is is Clonor season seven, amazing, Peak. animation. And then Bad Batch was just a little bit lower, but it was still passable. And then Tales of the Jedi was like, ooh, we've gone down a bit. And then Bad Batch season two was like, oh my gosh, you do not care at all, do you? Yeah. Yeah. But Tales of the Jedi is fine. Dooku episodes? I I think just had some great stories. Yeah. Yeah? uh, Yes. We needed one more Dooku episode, though. Because the thing about the Dooku episodes is we get the first two where you're like, boom, he's a a Jedi who uses questionable methods. You know, he's angry. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Could be a possible dark side user in the future. Kind of like how they portray Anakin a bit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then the third episode, he's already with Sidious. I'm like, no, I wanted to know the circumstances of Sidious reaching out to Dooku. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That was, that's more interesting than he kills Yaddle. Okay, cool. Oh, yeah. I, I well, like it. That, and that's but, the most shocking thing that we learn in Tales of the Jedi is that Yaddle does not speak backwards talk like Yoda. So Yoda is just a freak. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> um, I enjoy the Dooku episodes. I did too. Oh, what was cool that what was cool that we found out in the third one is <clears throat> Dooku left the order during episode one. Yeah. And I didn't know that. I thought it was earlier. So that was cool. Yeah. Also we learned that Dooku himself is Sifo Diaz, who they talk about in episode two, and he's the one that erased uh Camino from the archives. Did we know that? It's been up in the air and debated yeah. hotly for <laughs> since episode two. Uh, yeah. But now we have a definitive answer. Yeah. And that was cool. That was. I like definitive answers. Yeah. So, like, the Dooku episodes were good, but I wanted, I wanted one more. That was the most important part of his story, I thought. But, yeah. Okay, Visions. Star Wars Visions. A nine episode? Yes. Yes, nine episode anthology anime series. Which is... It's probably one of the coolest things that we've gotten, just in concept alone. Yeah. Where it's like, we're taking nine stories that, like, canon doesn't really matter here. No. And sweet. you don't even need to watch them in an order, because they're completely unrelated to one another. Yeah. And... They're all different styles of yeah. animation, too, which is really cool. Uh, Some of them are better than others. We've got season two coming soon. We haven't seen it yet, so we've only seen season one so far. Mm-hmm. But I love this. Oh yeah, and especially like the the fact that it's not so dependent on existing lore and like having to fit into continuity just means that you can do these incredible things and have mm. these really interesting stories. Like you can have two siblings standing on starships using the force to like blow the other ship up, type of thing with like noodle lightsabers. Yeah. <laughs> uh. And you can do that, and it works. Oh, because yeah. it's its own thing that just 
the way that I kind of see visions is like these are like like bedtime stories that like or campfire stories yeah. type of thing where it's like these are stories that would be told within the Star Wars universe especially feel, uh, the duel feel like that a lot too yeah the duel is a fantastic episode I agree I love uh, the black and white with like the Oof. lightsabers and like certain lights on like droids and stuff being in color that was very sweet that's probably my favorite episode that is a fair episode to say your favorite is. Mine was, uh, was it the ninth Jedi? That was the yeah, one? Yeah, the lightsaber smith. Yeah. Yeah. That one was sweet. I was also seeing Lee was in that episode. Yeah. That was pretty cool. Uh, it's, it's not my favorite, but, but I, I gotta take my moment just to, to be, you know, the sole voice of support for Tatooine Rhapsody, episode two. Look. It's the lowest rated episode. And, and you know what? Maybe that's okay, but uh, <laughs> hey, I had a good time. It's super like low impact, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but just for a silly, goofy time, I, I thought it was cool. I didn't hate it. There was lots, one there's of, lots of people who do hate it. I I don't know why you would go out of your way to hate it. Yeah. What purpose is that serving you? <laughs> First of all, again, it's not impactful in any way. Yeah. So why? Why would you be like, this is the worst thing Star Wars has ever done? Like, just, if you don't like it, you don't like it. Like, here, I'll give you an example. Uh, the the episode with the droid. Droid? Robot? Yeah. Child thing? Yeah. The T-0B1? Yeah. Toby! Toby, right. I do not like that episode. I, 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 I I'm <laughs> I'm sorry, and I don't have any reason for not liking it, other than the fact that I watched it, and I did not enjoy it. And that's okay. I, I'm not being like, it's a bad episode. And if you like this episode, that means that there's something wrong with the way your brain is operating. Like, there's gears misfiring and whatnot. No. It's just, I, I don't know. I just didn't enjoy it. All right, and here's, <laughs> here's a brilliant thing about Visions, right? We disagree about the episode. Guess what? You can watch an episode and not like it and enjoy the series as a whole. Yeah. Because it's, it's not contingent on any one episode being good or bad. Yeah. It's each, nine completely separate stories. Yeah, each episode. So even is like if you only different. like five of them, that's all right. You got five good experiences out of it. Yeah, I think as long as you enjoyed at least five, you, you know, came out net positive. Uh, then I'd say that, yeah, good job. Yeah, good job. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah. Good job. You enjoyed a TV show. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yes. Okay, something. Um, something. What? Sorry. Continue. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, something I will say about visions is. They're only like one episode long things, right? It's an anthology series, and we're not getting a part two for any of these episodes. Yeah. Which does suck for uh, the Village Bride episode. Yeah. Because it ends, the, she's like, takes out a yellow katana lightsaber. And I'm like, that's the coolest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> and then it ends. I'm like, are you, no. <laughs> I want to see what happens. But I do think I, it's so cool that they, that they just leave it, though. It is cool. And but, you know what? Maybe they'll come back and do sequel episodes in the future. But I, you know, there's part of me that just hopes that they just leave it. Because that intrigue is just... It's awesome. Impactful. Oh, yeah. It works. But I also want to see a, a lightsaber fight with a yellow katana lightsaber. So I'm sorry. Okay? Yeah. That would be awesome. Now, Tales of the Jedi, you mentioned wanting one more. Visions, we did get one more. We got Zen, Grogu, and Dust Bunny. Oh yeah, we did. Which, 
I, I, I feel like I heard that people got like upset and annoyed by it when it came Ow. out. Again, why would you go out of your way to be annoyed by this? <laughs> it's cute. It's fun. I loved it. It was beautiful. Also, you know, just a little shout out to our boy. Ludwig Gordson did the score for that one. Yeah. That was his, uh, his Grogu theme. It was beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. It's just a bit of fun. Yeah. Also, it's shorter than any of the Visions episodes. So yeah. even if you didn't like it, it's not like you wasted your time. It's like three minutes long. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was fun seeing Grogu in like a Studio Ghibli style though. Yeah. So that was pretty cool. And those dust bunnies that appear just all the time in those bunnies. Yeah. Why would you be mad about this? <laughs> what is there to be mad about? Whatever. It's fine. You, people, hey. people can be toxic you, if they you, want You to loved be. it? Yeah. I loved it? High five. It's <laughs> <laughs> a terrible high five. <laughs> we can't high five. <laughs> the universe won't let us. <laughs> oh, dear. talk about some lego star wars specials what'd you say to that i love the lego star wars specials so much amazing they're glorious and i feel like i'm gonna kind of bundle them together in talking about them but my favorite part about them is that they're super aware of what people say about star wars and what the jokes are and everything and they just throw them in there yeah and they make fun of stuff and it's, it's it's great like my my favorite joke is probably in in summer vacation. Yes, where Finn is is visited by by the spirits of three Jedi and give him advice about his life. Yeah, and Obi Wan's piece of advice is just have a, a good time and have fun every once in a while. And when he talks to to Anakin and Leia, Leia, they both laugh at the concept that Obi Wan told him to have fun because he was <laughs> such a grump to them. Yeah, <laughs> and that's that's just hilarious. Yeah. Also, also, Obi-Wan sings a song. It's perfect. It's great. It is inspirational <laughs> music. It. I was getting down to it a little bit. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I love the... With the Finn and him, him talking to Finn. He's like, wait. If, if I'm seeing a Force ghost, does that mean that I have the Force? No, 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 no. no. We, don't we, even we don't, think about that. don't think about it. We don't talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, That's a level of self-awareness. That I can totally get behind. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I love those specials. Also, like, I barely hear anything about these. The the animation in these things is incredible. Yeah. Like, they look awesome. Yeah, like, compared to lots of other Lego stuff, it's true. Yeah. Like, they got, like, there's, like, texture on everything. Yeah. And they move well. Yeah. Yeah, all three of them. We got, we got Holiday Special. Which I hope I I'm so ready for the holiday special, the live action one to come to Disney Plus someday, so that everyone I can hope see. So. I think it's on YouTube for free, but it is. Well, <laughs> at least it's on some sites. The holiday special, summer vacation, and horrifying tales. Terrifying tales. Terrifying tales. Yeah, and uh, all three of them are just a good time. It's true. What's your favorite one? Summer vacation. Easily. Really? Mm. <clears throat> you doing holiday special? Yeah, I, that I, one was awesome. I can find that. Yeah, I like that they threw the Mandalorian in that one just for a second. <laughs> yeah, they're falling and and at the time, Baby Yoda <laughs> looks up and they're just like, "Aww!" And they fall through a portal. They continue what they were doing. Yeah. All the Obi Wan saying hello there. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh. it's just chaos in the the final moments. It's perfect. Oh, I love it. 
Yeah. Yeah, if you enjoy Star Wars, especially if you've been caught up in the discourse of Star Wars mm-hmm. for any amount of time, if you can push yourself to get over the fact that it's, you know, quote-unquote kitty because it's Lego and animated, you're going to have a blast. Yeah. Also, if you grew up with Lego games, you will Whoa. love it. <laughs> yeah. And what I think is particularly funny is that as much as you feel like they would be like, oh, like, we'll put them on for the kids to watch. The adults are going to get way more out of it just because yeah. of all the jokes and <laughs> yeah. everything that the kids are will. Yeah, it's true. I imagine, like, uh, kids watching with their parents and the parents are, like, howling on the floor. And they're like, <laughs> I don't get it. What's so funny? Like, he just said that line. They're like, you'll get it when you're older. <laughs> For now, just let us laugh. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're great. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm I'm ready for more. Oh, I'd, oh, yeah. I'd love, it's too late in the year now, but I'd love to see a Valentine's Day special. Next year. Yeah. 2024, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do some controversy, my man. Oh, boy. No, we both loved it. The internet did not. Uh-huh. Obi Wan yes. Kenobi. <clears throat> it's a good show. It's amazing. And we we had the special privilege of being able to watch the finale in our local theater. That was so sweet. It was, I, sweet. It was awesome. Oh, and yeah, we also got great. to watch a a Q and A with with Deborah Chow, the director, and Hayden Christensen. No, we had to wait twenty minutes at a black screen and then watch Q and A. That is true. <laughs> They watch a screen recording of someone going online googling the Q and A. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I enjoyed the show. I uh, look, it has its issues. I'm not, I'm not willing to say that it's flawless. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, personally, I felt it was weird that in the flashback to like the episode two, episode three era, that they didn't bother de aging Hayden or or Ewan. No, they they did, like, but they, they didn't do it enough. They just look like very old people. The 40-year-old Padawan? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that, that, I'm be honest with you, that didn't work for me, that specific bit. The scene was great, though, but they just needed a little bit yeah. more editing. Uh, and something, it's not necessarily that I didn't like it, but maybe I'm a little confused on how I feel about it, but in the mid-season finale, Vader and Obi-Wan have an encounter, which ends in... Darth Vader dragging Obi-Wan through fire. Mm-hmm. Dramatic scene, but also you know what Obi-Wan looks like in the future, especially when, you know, before they meet again. And he doesn't have any burns on him, mm-hmm. so there's only so much damage that you can do to him. You know, like, oh, the maybe he gets, thing. like, a, a burn on his stomach because we never see his stomach in the later movies, right? Yeah. And I wish that there'd been at least a threat of, like, something that could happen. You know... Whereas I feel like, well, I know he's going to be pretty much fine. Yeah. And not deformed in any way because he can't be deformed because he has still like Alec Guinness in 10 years. Yeah. Right? But... And he... th- th- this is just... This is just my complaints. Uh-huh. Right? I don't have many. No. I even think that Leia running through the forest is not that bad. Okay. And that made a lot of people mad. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, here, here's what I'm going to say about that. That scene is very dumb. Yeah. But I don't care. Yeah. I, yeah, it's not, I don't think it's good, but I also don't care enough to be like, so I guess the show sucks now. (laughs) (laughs) Like it is not that big a deal, but back to the Darth Vader and the fire thing and everything. I love Darth Vader playing like cat and mouse with Obi-Wan. Oh, and before that moment, I think that Darth Vader was 
actually pretty scary. Oh yeah, when he's walking through the town and he like brings the drags the dude out of the the window. Yeah, and like snaps this kid's neck in front of his parents. Yeah, and Obi Wan's like hiding him from. It. Amazing. Because I feel like it's hard because there's so much that exists around Darth Vader now. You know, mm-hmm. I feel like I wasn't alive, but I feel like in the original movies, Darth Vader was scary, right? Yeah. You can't see his face. He's tall, wearing a black suit. So he's got red lightsaber. That's kind of spooky in and of itself, right? And especially in that fight in Episode Five, the movie, mm-hmm. you know, he's kind of appears as a very daunting presence. But so much has existed around it since that he, I think he's become a little less scary. So in moments where I'm like, this guy's freaky. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah. That's real good. Yeah. It's <laughs> real good. Yeah. I love Darth Vader in it so much because before the show came out, I was like, when do you think we're going to see Darth Vader? You know? All right. I'm thinking maybe end of episode four, a little bit, you know what I'm saying? Like teasing in episode four, then at the end of episode five, which leads into episode six. Yeah. And then end of episode two, I'm like, boom, there he is. And then he's in like the majority of episode three. Yeah. And then four, he's back, and I'm like, this is beautiful. I'm so happy right now. Yeah. I think that show's great. The score is amazing. Natalie Holt, who did Loki, you know what I'm saying? Other good score. A great score. She just knocked it out of the park. Also, there was other people involved, like William Ross and John Williams did the theme and everything. Yeah. So that was cool. But yeah. Uh, Final episode? It's fantastic. Pretty solid fight. Amazing fight. I, I, ooh, we didn't even touch on it, but Obi-Wan pulls a Luke Skywalker and stops using the Force. Uh, so, you know, I thought that was cool because I, I liked that story beat in Last Jedi. Mm-hmm. Uh, not everyone does, but I thought it was cool to see it again. Uh, and I feel like it makes sense. And, quite frankly, I think it's cool that, you know, he builds up his use of the Force more and more through... The series, and it ends with him just launching a ton of rocks at Darth Vader's head. Yeah. And, uh, awesome. look, is it is it cheating to say that one of the coolest moments is when Darth Vader's missing half his mask, and they're just talking back and forth, like, you know, Anakin Skywalker wasn't your failure, you didn't kill him, I did. Maybe. But I'm gonna say it anyway, even if it is cheating, because that scene is awesome. That's actually my favorite scene in the entirety of the <laughs> Star Wars franchise. Yeah. It's beautiful. It, okay, this what I'm saying. I love that it takes place at night because of the light reflecting on the lightsabers. Yeah. And that's like basically our only light source. I think that's super cool. Um, but the whole part where, you know, he gets half his mask off and he's talking to Obi-Wan and it's, you know, the blue lightsaber is the like the light on uh, Darth Vader and Obi-Wan. Yeah. You know I'm saying? And then it switches to red. And then when Obi-Wan says, then my friend is truly dead, the light goes away and it's like, it's not there anymore. Yeah. That's sweet. Also, he says, then my friend is truly dead. It's like a Luke said, then my father is truly dead in episode six. There you go. Great connections. Also, he then he stops calling him Anakin and says, goodbye, Darth. Like how he calls him Darth in A New Hope. Yeah. And it, like, <sighs> the scene's beautiful. You know what I'm saying? And it's it, an exciting show. The right? whole point of the show was to move him from, move Obi-Wan from, you know, how he is at the end of episode three to beginning of episode four. And I think they did an amazing job. Let's talk Inquisitors. Because I feel 
like the idea of Inquisitors have been askew in people's mind, and it led them to complain about the Inquisitors in this show. I've seen Rebels. I've seen Obi-Wan. I've played uh, Jedi Fallen Order. Which is great, by the way. Um, Let's be honest. The Inquisitors suck at what they do. <laughs> Alright? Yeah. They're completely incompetent. Yeah. Right? Ezra and Kanan, who, by all intents and means, are not very good at what they do. No. Just escape them every time in Rebels. Yeah. Cal Kestis, who barely knows what he's doing with a <laughs> lightsaber, beats one and runs away and straight up kills another one yeah. with no training whatsoever. Yeah. <laughs> he does have training when he was a kid. Anyway. That's the thing is, like, Kanan, he trained up to, like, a young Padawan level. Yeah. And then that's all he has. And then same with Kanan and everything. Yeah. I mean, no, same with Kate, same, same with Cal. Uh, Cal. Yeah. Yeah. So the fact that they're not very good at what they're doing in the show, that fits, okay? Yeah. Uh, a person with Padawan level training defeated the Grand Inquisitor. Yeah. What do you mean grand? There's nothing grand about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That being said, I think that Reva's a really cool character. Yes. And I thought that it was really interesting having her in the show... Especially as someone who's kind of going beyond what the Inquisitors do. Which would actually make her better at being an Inquisitor if they let her do it. Yeah. But she's butting heads. And you, you kind of see this turmoil that just exists within the Inquisitors themselves. Which is great. Yeah. Because yeah. they suck at what they do. So they probably suck at just being around each other. Yeah. And they do. Especially like the bad guys teaming up getting mad at each other. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's what happens. And I like that she figures out, like, where Luke is. And she's like, you know what, screw it. I'm going to go deal with this. Because it's going to do something. You know? And then there's a nice moment where she changes her mind. And you know what? I've had my complaints about cameos. I'm interested to see where she shows up next. And I pray to the Lord Jesus that it's not Bad Bad Season 3. Because, <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> I will not be happy. <laughs> Could it be, though? I don't think the timeline works, Do you works, think Darth Vader's but... going to show up in Bad Batch Season 3? Probably, but I'm not going to like it. <laughs> yeah. But anyway. No, I think... I think Reva's a good character. Yeah. I don't understand why she got so much hate. Alright, hate. Let's roll with it. The Book of Boba Fett. I don't hate the Book of Boba Fett. I don't hate it either. <laughs> but it's also not good. <laughs> it's so weird. It has okay. It has three different ideas. Yeah, but it does not no, list them. List them. <laughs> All right. So the first idea. This is the first idea. Whatever I'm gonna say. Number one was the setup from End of Mandalorian. Yeah. Right. Season two. So come with the Damio. Yeah, the Damio on uh, Tatooine. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. In uh, Mos Espa. Yes. Right. So he's kind of ruling there, taking over what Jabba was doing. Yeah. yeah. Which is cool. Yes. Not cool in the show, but it was a cool idea. Yes. <laughs> Second idea is a prequel kind of thing to his story right now, which was taking place after episode six. You know what I'm saying? His escape from the Sarlacc pit. from Sarlacc pit. Up to Mandalorian. Yeah. And has encounters with... Encounters. He joins the... Tra- it's Dances with Wolves. Star Wars. Avatar. Which is Dances with Wolves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, joins the, the Sand People. The... The, oh my gosh, Tusken Raiders. Yeah. Wow. Um, right. Cool. Meets Fennec. You know, yada, yada, yada. 
Uh, then the third idea was, who knows, Mandalorian's back, there's Luke Skywalker and Grogu and everything. Any one of those three by themselves is really cool. Oh, yeah. The but... three of them barely juggled together. Yeah. Was not. Bland, dude. <laughs> yeah. But, like, episode one happened, and I'm like, not a bad first episode. I'm, uh, I'm intrigued. Yeah. Episode two happened, and I was like, okay, so we're... Uh, yeah, okay. We're, we didn't really do much with the Domino timeline, but that's fine. Episode three happened, and episode three sucks. I hate episode three. I said, I don't hate the show, but I hate episode three. Because I really don't like the mods. <laughs> They're, they suck. Also, the chase scene... Now, people get mad at the Leia chase scene. But the Leia chase scene is not as bad as the Book of Boba Fett chase scene. Where they're going like 10 miles an hour on mopeds. Yeah. It sucks. Also, Boba Fett doesn't do anything in the show. That's true. And... Man, there's so much promise in this one. You know, even just looking at the role of Dino, and he says, I'm gonna roll with respect. Awesome, because there's no way he's telling the truth. Yeah. Right, he's gonna, he's either gonna roll with it for a little bit, and then snap, or it's a facade, and he's gonna, you know, start cracking skulls. Mm-hmm. But he's totally serious, and he sticks with it, and I went, oh, yeah, this sucks. <laughs> and there's, like, a plot where, like, you know, he goes to this club, and him and the club owner have, like, a relationship where he, you know, he respects her and believes that she respects him. But to us, it looks like there's something shady going on, and then she just dies. Yeah. Oh, so that you, she's not going to turn on you, or she's just dead. Okay. Yeah. That it's, sucks. That sucks. But the thing with Boba Fett ruling with respect and everything, you know what I'm saying, and is I totally get that in the fact that in the in the sense that I I. Got what they're trying to tell us with his, you know, his transformation of worldview yeah. after being with the, the Tusken Raiders. I get it. But then don't turn him into the hero, but because he's still ruthless. You know what I'm saying? He I, he still should be ruthless. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And I said that twice in a row, but that's fine. Um, emphasis. Emphasis, yes. What was I saying? He should be ruthless. He should be ruthless. <laughs> And he should be shady still. Even if he's got better mo- a better set of morals, he can still be, you know. Yeah. Boba Fett. <laughs> but he's just not. And the worst part is, you know, the final episode has... It's just a bad finale. You know, that there's a bunch of fighting that happens. None of it's very exciting. And then it's like, okay, you know, Boba Fett has the town. Everyone respects him now. And he turns to Fennec Shan and goes, Ugh. This isn't what I want to do with my life. And I went, are you serious? Yeah. The one that I just watched the show for. Yeah. I mean, obviously I watched the show to watch how Grogu leaves Luke Skywalker and comes back to Mando. And yeah. how Mando now has uh, a Nubian starfighter as his ship. Yeah. Well, okay. Luke Skywalker looks great, though. The deep faking does look better than Mando season They've two. They've improved. Which scares me a little bit. <laughs> oh. Because they're not done bringing him back. Nope. Or others. Han Solo. Hasn't happened yet, but... uh, It will. It will. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Especially considering uh, Indiana Jones coming out with already making a younger Han Solo. I mean, Harrison Ford. I'm scared, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but... 
the Cad Bane shows up too in Boba Fett. Oh, he showed up at the end of the second last episode, and I went, very cool, but I couldn't care less. Yeah. Because I know that there, there's not nearly enough time for you to do anything with him. Yeah. And then they didn't do anything with him, no. and he dies yeah. like a freaking chump. Yeah. What, what did you think of Boba Fett riding the Rancor? Cool in theory, but I didn't care. <laughs> yeah. I, I liked it because of the old uh, Faithful Wookiee animated yeah. Star Wars thing where he rides the big dinosaur. Yeah. Nice callback. But also, they didn't put any stakes in the show at all for me to care about anything. So that was part of it. Um, I strongly believe that they should have committed to either a story that's him getting out of the Sarlacc and, and you know, getting with the Tuscans. And that story, can you imagine nine episodes of that? That'd be pretty sweet. Yeah. And then Genuinely, season two would be. Make a season two of him after Mandalorian season two. Yeah. Or drop that completely. I mean, a lot of people are familiar with the idea that he came out of the Sarlacc pit. If from anything else, the clip from Parks and Rec where <laughs> yeah. Patton Oswalt talks about it. Yeah. Anyway, just make it about him, you know, being the Damio. And stop bouncing around and failing to commit to anything because it made the show super boring. Yeah, it did. In the finale, there's a moment where they're setting up to be a battle scene, you know what I'm saying? And then, I can't remember, the, the Tweelek's name. It's like, they, they're doing this thing, and they're coming out, right? And they, they want you. And I was like, yes, finally. And then he, he's like, oh, I'll just write a letter. Yeah, stop them. Like, are you kidding me? But then also, he that, did turn into a fight scene, but I was this like... Is, this, I, is, this is personal, but it annoyed me that he was able to write and read. <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea that very few people in Star Wars have that ability, and the fact that Boba Fett can do it, I was like, uh I mean, he was he was on Camino. That doesn't make it better for me. <laughs> it's, just, it's just a personal thing. Django Fett probably taught him, because Django Fett would have known. I mean, they're bounty hunter. Of course they know how to read. They just get a puck with a face on it, and then they walk around until they see someone with the same face. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Let's move on to a good show. Andor is so freaking good. It is incredible. And it frustrates the life out of me that so many people stopped watching Star Wars after Obi-Wan for two reasons. One, Obi-Wan's, Obi-Wan's pretty good. <laughs> get over yourself. And two... Andor is the best Star Wars project to come out since episode 5. Yeah. It's so good. It is so and look, good. We talked about Mandalorian, how the, the, the volume looks really good, mm-hmm. you know, and doesn't feel compact. But the fact that these real sets, that's pretty groovy, man. And it looks really sweet. I'm not bashing the volume, but it is cool that they use real sets. And yes. similar to Clone Wars... There's, you know, kind of multiple episode arcs. Oh, yeah. And I was fully invested in every single one. Yeah, But they weren't, like, separate arcs. They were, like, here's one arc. That leads into the next arc, which leads into the next arc. It was beautiful. The prison arc is some of the The greatest TV I watched last year. Especially, like, the end of that arc. Especially, like, the end of that arc was incredible. The whole one way out part. Yeah. Oh, and just the heartbreak where Kino, played by Andy Circus, you know, he 
he's the one on the mic. He leads the charge. He's getting everyone out, and they yeah. jump into the water. And you look at him. He's not jumping. And 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 I was like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "I I I can't swim." And you don't see him jump, and then Andor gets pushed into the water. Yeah. Andor would have, Andor definitely would have jumped with him and carried yeah. him, but gets shoved in during the panic. Yeah. Oh. And even just like the very cool concept of like the end of that episode, where it's the two of them on the run, Andor and his buddy, whose name I don't remember, but I'll probably know by the end of season two. And they're like the guy from Rogue One. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, let's be real. We might be the only two that made it out of here. So let's go, you know, tell everyone what's happening. That's sick. Oh, yeah. And stuff like that that just makes this show so exciting. Yeah. And here's the thing. There's exciting moments. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But there's a lot of quiet moments that build up to those exciting moments that are just as good as the exciting moments. And speaking of quiet, yeah, I feel confident making that a segue. Lots of people die in this show. And... Look, Star Wars is, you know, meant for everyone to watch it so that you don't want it to be too horrific. Mm-hmm. But typically, especially in the prequels, you know, but armies will run at each other in a battle and then they just kind of fall and you move past. In Andor, people get shot, they hit the ground, and you have to stare at them for like three seconds. Yeah. And you're like, oh gosh. Yeah. Like, <laughs> they're dead. Like, <laughs> actually dead. And it's yeah. kind of haunting. Especially and, uh, like... So many main characters that we thought were main characters. Even the show opens with Andor getting hustled by two cops in an alley. And he hits one in the face so hard that he kills him. And then point blank shoots the other guy. Yeah. This is dark and cold, dude. Or even in the heist episode. The heist episode is so good. Also. It's beautiful when they're in the ships. the, The VFX. Yeah, oh, that's so, what I'm saying. When they go through the, the stars and everything. The eye. Oh, the eye, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's beautiful. But you know, when they pull up and the crate of... Credits? Know, yeah. Falls and hits the dude and you kind of watch him and you realize that, yeah. like, oh, he's not getting up from that. No. And in the episode, yeah, he just died. <laughs> yeah. Oh. It's the kind of stuff we don't see in Star Wars anymore, man. No. And it's... <clears throat> Look, there's been studio interference with a lot of Star Wars, especially in the movies. Yep. Um, I should say especially with the last movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, and in the shows as well. You know, and sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But it's so clear that with Andor, they had a lot of freedom to do what they wanted to do. Oh, yeah. And then, look, you have some rules because you can't be, you know, Mon Mothma is not a, Je- not a Jedi. Don't give her the Force. Yeah. Things like that. Um, but it feels very much like a show that just had the freedom to do what they wanted, and it just works. It's amazing. And so this is the thing, you know, we're talking about the exciting thing about Mandalorian. No one in the show is the Force. Yet. Right? Grogu? In Andor. Oh, I thought you said like like the Mandalorian. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no one one has the Force. This is completely Skywalker separated. It's not about the Jedi. It's not like this is completely removed from a lot of what Star Wars is, and it's yeah. super interesting. It is, and I really hope that they learn a lesson from this and roll with that kind of idea. Yeah, because there's so many stories you can tell. Like all the time on the internet, I'm seeing like all oh, the Tales of the Jedi episode about about like this character and this character and this character. Like sometimes it's excessive. Like let's see a Tales of the Jedi about the guy in 
in Cloud City with the ice cream machine. Yes. <laughs> I want that. <laughs> That's maybe a bit far. No, I want that. That would be oh, amazing. We all want it, but... <laughs> but, like, let's do they story. made action figures of that guy. Yeah. They can make an episode about him. Especially if it's Dave Filoni. He loves that guy. Yeah. Let's do epi- Let's do stories of, like, completely different characters and yeah. and such. You know, okay, a little more Force-earned, but, like, I'd... I'd be interested in seeing, like, stories about characters like Shirat from, uh, from yeah. Rogue One. Yeah. You know, and those kind of people um, who are, like, somewhat in tune with the Force, but they can't, like, harness it. Mm-hmm. And, like, Guardians of the Temple. The force. Yeah, the Force was with them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, look, if you're going to watch anything that we're talking about, if you haven't seen any of it, watch Andor. It's phenomenal. You don't even have to have watched Star Wars. No. Yeah, you, I don't think you do. It's just... I mean, really well-made TV. But... <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, it's so good. Yeah. Do you have any final thoughts about Andor? Yes. The music. Oh. And Okay, <laughs> you have your music talks. I just want to put in here. The way, the fact that they have, like, different intros for each episode, musically, mm-hmm. is super cool. Yeah, different variations on the main theme. Yeah. It's... Nicholas Bertel is, he like this is his best. This is the best that he's ever done. I want to I want to share a story. So we we were both aware of the fact that Nicholas Bertel was doing the score for Andor. Yes. And when this came out, we went and watched the movie. She said yes. And the credits start rolling, and they're playing the music. And we're like, man, this music was kind of just basic and boring. Yeah. I don't know who did it. And up on the screen it says, uh, uh, score composed by. Nicholas Bertel, and we were like, oh, what? <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Oops on your part, dude, because... <laughs> no, he did all the work for Andor. You know what I'm saying? And then just wrote, she said, <laughs> in his sleep or something. Yeah. But Andor's score is incredible. Yeah. Again, the best Star Wars score, in my humble opinion. Of course, you got John Williams with the classic stuff, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But like, out of this new stuff. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Ludwig's pretty good, too, but... I think hey, just you can roll with you. The, the, the emotion that you know he drives through the music. It builds really well. Too, oh yeah, especially in the dramatic scenes. Yeah, that's just also because Andor's on my favorite. Yeah, of them all because it's just um, the best. <laughs> amazing, it's the best. Yeah. All right, here's something we were planning on talking about because even today, though we have just watched it before recording. We were told that it's not coming out until May 4th. Yeah. But it's on Disney Plus right now. Yeah. It's Young Jedi Adventures. Yes. Now we were talking about how Visions is very low impact. This is probably even less. <laughs> All right. This well, is... this one technically does take place in the canon, though. <laughs> so maybe more impact. Yeah. <laughs> Young Jedi Adventures is six animated shorts. For kids. They're definitely meant for kids. You know, we say, oh, this is not, not a kid's movie. It's a pet. No, this, this is kids. <laughs> I will say this, though, uh, because I've seen, you know, a, my fair share of kids' TV and such. Mm-hmm. This is not that bad. <laughs> no. Yeah. We're not the target audience, obviously, but... But also the fact that it took us 20 minutes to get through them, all six episodes, probably even yeah. a little bit less. Uh, you know what? I wasn't hurt by it. You know, I, I didn't feel like they're... Trying to make me feel stupid, no. which happens sometimes. <clears throat> uh, episode one has the most hilarious slow motion 
I've seen probably 10 years. And yeah. I just watched Fast and Furious the other day, which has very dated slow-mo. But this was funnier than that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, Yoda's beautiful. Yoda's disgusting. <laughs> oh, well, he's I not don't... as bad as Rebels. I think Rebels is worse because Rebels, Rebels is, is more like washed up. Yoda got you know at, at a night at a bender or something. You know what I'm saying? He, he had he had a he had some trouble. Look, Clone this Wars is just weird. Clone Wars Yoda looks all right, mm-hmm. but I don't know how the CGI character from the episodes one through three can't be done in animation. Yeah, I don't know. Is it... <laughs> It know. can't be that hard. <laughs> uh, he just looks so gross in all the shows he shows up in. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, stop it. <laughs> uh, uh, so yeah, we talked about it because it came out. Uh, like, you know what? It's kind of nothing, but also it, I wasn't it, bothered by it. No. I think um, this isn't the first series of shorts directed for children that Star Wars has done. The, what was the, what was it called? Forces of Destiny. Yes, Forces of Destiny is way better than this <laughs> because they actually do like little I don't know times. Oh my, what am I saying? They have like the short episode explaining little lore details. Yeah, like this is how this happens. Ray finds something. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, a scene before a scene kind of thing. Yeah. Which are kind of interesting. But it... Harmless. Yeah, did did I, got, I enjoy it? I, I wouldn't go that far. Yeah, yeah, did I hate young, it? No. Young, <laughs> young Jedi Avengers you talked yeah, about. Yeah. Yeah. Harmless. That's a great way of putting it. I didn't mind it. It is. I, it I, I definitely wouldn't watch it by myself. Nope. It was, it was nice never will I you. watch it again. <laughs> <laughs> and that's yeah. our thoughts on Star Wars. <laughs> sure is. Uh, the Disney Plus Originals. Star Wars content, at least. Yeah. Which Disney Plus original Star Wars show or movie? Or which Star Wars project are you most excited for? Coming, Coming up? Yes. Andor Season 2. <laughs> <laughs> Besides Andor Season 2, because it's going to be the best. I am excited for the Acolyte show. Ooh. Knowing very little about it, but I am excited for it. Yeah. How about you? Definitely Ahsoka. Because... I'm cautiously optimistic. Thrawn's coming back, baby. I love the final season of Rebels, so the fact that this is going to be like a sequel to it is very exciting. Yeah, but yeah, I'm just I'm just excited for it because it was awesome. And you know what? We'll probably talk about more Star Wars in the future, especially once more shows and stuff have come out. Yeah. Uh, thank you, listener, for listening to us ramble about oh, Star Wars you. for a while. Thank you. No, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we hope you had a good time listening. Come back in two weeks, because boy oh boy, is it time for what should have been called Fast Tenure Seatbelts, <laughs> but uh, they decided to call it Fast X. Yeah. Uh, we're going to be talking about Fast and Furious 1 through 9, Yes, with some good titles and some that are so, so lazy that I can't believe they made it yeah. to the poster. And also titles that change. Yeah. We will talk about it. Uh, that's going to be a very exciting episode because those movies are wild and they vary quite a bit. Yeah. So come back in two weeks to hear us talk about the Fast Saga. Oh, yeah. Uh, and to carry us over to then, Luke, why don't you hit us with a send-off? Um, all right. So, 
yeah, that was the episode. Thanks for listening. Uh, we will be back in the future, other than this uh, Fast and Furious episode. But right now, it's you know difficult to see. Always in motion, the future is. You know what I'm saying? So you know, and maybe we'll be back with another Death Star next time. We'll see you then. Hey, thanks, Luke, and thank you, listener, for listening to this episode. We really do appreciate it. If you want to keep up with us and the show, please feel free to follow us on Twitter, or X, if you will, at Pod Screen Time to see some quick thoughts of ours regarding movies or shows. You can also follow us on Instagram, again, at Pod Screen Time, to see when our episodes drop and any extra visuals that we want to show off. You can also catch up with both of us individually on Letterboxd to catch our thoughts and reviews on the movies that we watch. You can find me at The Shininator, and you can find Luke at Shin Glassman. If you want to hear more of Luke, feel free to check out his other podcast, Toku Talk Radio, where he discusses tokusatsu and anime with his sister Hannah. And if you want even more of Luke, who can blame you, you can take yourself over to his YouTube channel, Shane Glassman, where you can watch his videos that range from reviews to tier lists. They really are a blast. Links to all these things are in the description of this episode, so head there to find those and stay connected with us. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you again in the next episode.